Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Greetings, everyone. This is the Nonprofit Exchange again. This is Hugh Ballou, and my guest is a friend that uh, I've known for, well, ever since I moved to Virginia. It's been about 14 years now. Michael Hempel, he's, um, <clears throat> I guess, where are you today? You in Roanoke today? I'm in Roanoke today. Roanoke, Virginia. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right to the chase here. This is the Nonprofit Exchange. We are helping nonprofit leaders and clergy think about really good sound pr- principles to run the organization and to fully achieve the mission that, and the vision that you see. So Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself and your passion. Why are you doing this buzz thing? So tell us a little bit about the buzz too. Sure. Well, thank you. Well, uh, my background for about the last 15 years, I've been really involved with the nonprofit world here in Southwest Virginia and elsewhere. Um, Kind of began uh, as a career with as a newspaper reporter and then life uh, sent me in another direction. And so uh, been doing nonprofits and really over the years really come to appreciate and value, of course, the work that nonprofits do in our country, um, the breadth and depth of work of nonprofits from rescue missions and children's choirs to science museums, uh, on and on and on. I mean, really, provide, I think, providing the fabric that our country is built on. And so I've really worked to uh, you know, certainly working for nonprofits, um, but especially when it comes uh, to this project of Buzz, what I've found over the years in working with various different nonprofit organizations is that as skilled and passionate and knowledgeable as nonprofit leaders are in terms of fulfilling the mission of their individual nonprofits, they oftentimes lack the either the time or the expertise or the funding to properly promote their nonprofit through good marketing in order to reach more potential donors and volunteers and clients. And so this Buzz project is really an offspring of that. Buzz, how did you come about that name? So obviously when it comes to Buzz, you're always trying to get more buzz for your nonprofit or for the things that you are promoting. And so uh, I just kind of came up with that. Uh, but the inspiration of Buzz is actually uh, a project that uh, takes place here in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, several years ago, the American Advertising Federation of Roanoke had an event they held every year called Create-A-Thon. And Create-A-Thon uh, involved uh, various marketing and advertising agencies coming together for, over, for a 24-hour period to help nonprofits with various marketing needs. I was at the time uh, marketing director at the Science Museum of Western Virginia, and we had come up with this new uh, fundraising idea. It was a 5K race called the uh, Pie Miler Time Traveler. Now, why Pie Miler? Because a 5K race is typically 3.2 miles, so a uh, uh, miles rather, a high miler was 3.14 miles because we were the science museum after all. And then the time traveler part of it came about because the race actually started at 1.50 a.m. right before clocks fell back in the fall. 
And so by the time you finished the race, you would actually finish the race before you started. So we thought it was a pretty cool idea, but we didn't have uh, any real marketing funds in order to promote the race to get other people to go there. So we submitted the proposal to Create-A-Thon. Uh, this local advertising company accepted our calls pro bono, created a phenomenal TV commercial, got us some airtime on local TV. And by the time of that very, very frigid November morning where we had the race, we had about 300 people out there at 1.50 a.m. to run it. And so what I learned from that was that, um, you know, it's obviously proper marketing is what uh, drives a nonprofit and that you could be uh, fulfilling your mission as wonderfully as you can, but if people don't know about it, then they're not going to want to necessarily help you in terms of dollars, volunteers, or come and seek your services. And so um, over the years, you know, that's kind of, I, that message stayed with me. And about uh, a year ago, really started to, I've came up with the idea of developing a TV show where uh, the TV show would feature a nonprofit organization and the great work it does in the community it serves, but it really was in need of what I might call a marketing makeover. And so then we introduced in the TV show, a local uh, advertising marketing agency, creative people who come together and through good branding uh, and all sorts of other marketing assets, help the nonprofit achieve more funds. And so um, that's kind of where the project is now. We've developed a pilot episode of Buzz uh, uh, that we premiered locally uh, in the fall. And we got a commitment from Blue Ridge PBS, our local public television station. I'm very excited about the show and they want to air a full season of it when we have a full season produced. And so that's what we're working on now. Wow, there's a whole lot of stuff there in that. Um short narrative of four minutes that you gave us. So <clears throat> I, I was unaware of your, your background as a journalist, as a newspaper reporter. Yeah. So I guess that's a, a good background to have. I find that a lot of nonprofits are doing very good work, but they don't put their head around writing about it, creating the statement about the impact that they've had. And so part of, part of marketing is, of course, segmenting it to the, to the person that wants to hear it, but you want to influence that person to make a decision to then come and follow you, um, subscribe to your events, come out at what time in the morning? 1.54? Well, yeah, 1.50 a.m., right. 1.50 a.m. I ran a race in Dunedin, Florida, over the bridge to some island uh, with my daughter. Uh, it was a midnight race. <laughs> that's bad enough that's yeah, Florida, Florida weather was probably more enjoyable than uh, Virginia weather in November absolutely especially in the middle of the night you have yeah. to be a dedicated runner so I um you got the word out and there's those adventurous kind of people that want to be there right just to say that they did it was it like a on a Saturday morning or a Sunday right. morning? A Sunday morning, right, right. 1.50 a.m. Sunday morning, the, the, right before the clocks fall back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that you was... Know, and, and so, you know, like, you know, so for nonprofits, always trying to find something unique, something that stands out from other events, perhaps if it's a fundraising event, um, and then ways to, you know, really kind of make that event shine and kind of cut through all the other the uh, advertising or marketing noise for profit and nonprofit. That's really where, you know, 
the marketing is so essential for anything. You know, one of my first uh, nonprofit projects, I was uh, working with a community uh, to redevelop an old nursing home into a multi-purpose facility. And one of the um, uh, facilities there was gonna be a local YMCA, uh, which we built it and the director there, great guy, but very young. And as he was developing the first real health and wellness program at the Y, he put all this time into crafting a six-week program for weight loss, uh, lining up the instructors, the class times, uh, the workout regimen. I mean, he had everything lined up, and he couldn't understand why no one had signed up for it, right? Uh, just about three days before the program was supposed to start. And you look around, no one knew about it. No one, he hadn't factored in the marketing side of things. We, there was basically just one flyer hanging up you know, somewhere inside the, the Y, but hadn't promoted it to the community. No one knew about it, so therefore no one had signed up. That was really one of the first things that, you know, once again, you can spend all this time trying to fulfill your mission, but if no one knows about it, then it's, it's really gonna just fall on deaf ears. You and I first met, that, that was in Charlottesville. Indeed. And you and I first met, I guess, um, at the 4th of July picnic fireworks and whatnot and then you were around the table I th that was the mountain valley charitable foundation and right. you were around the table i guess it was somewhere in that time frame we did some planning several sessions i believe we did some planning one yeah. of them was for a um converting the firehouse right down in elliston so uh, <clears throat> you and i've done some things together um accidentally <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, i remember how attentive you were and how you kept putting really good ideas on the storyboard as we're moving forward. So coming back to this, that's just a great idea. You're, you finish the race before you start it. That's gotta be, I wanna be there, I wanna do that. I wanna have the, I wanna have the medal so I, you know, I finished my race before I started it. So you've, you, found, <clears throat> you found a unique twist that uh, one of my guests wrote a book on, on branding called The Twist. You put a twist to an idea so that it stands out. So what I want to unpack here is cutting through the noise and interrupting people's thinking so they really listen to you. And that, that requires that you have a statement of why this is important and then a unique value proposition so people understand what the value is. Once they understand, oh, there's, there's a need for this, then there's a clear value proposition so they know, hmm, this is what you need. So talk a little bit about that because this is a, this is a um, <clears throat> historic problem for those of us we call nonprofits. You know, one of my guests renamed it, it's not a for-profit corp uh, corporation, it's a for-purpose corporation. So we, we got to make a profit, so we have to overcome the stigma of that scarcity thinking. So it, it's cutting through the noise and how do we identify as a leader that's making things happen? So is that a clear enough question? Uh, try one more time. <laughs> well, you, 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 we want to cut through the noise. Sure. And, and it's about starting with why this is important. How do we get people's attention? The Simon Sinek start with why. And then what's the message? How do you craft the message? Right. It's going to speak to people because you and I talk to so many people that are passionate about what they do and they tell you everything about it. So what's the secret for cutting through the noise and getting people to listen? 
Well, I think obviously the first thing is uh, determining who you're speaking to, who is your audience, right? Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes I think nonprofits seem to start more internally with, you know, what providing the message that's going to speak basically to the nonprofit leaders or the staff rather than the, uh, you know, if, if it's your, if a nonprofit is primary goal or funding is donations, then their messaging needs to speak to donors, not necessarily to their clients. Right. And there's a difference or to their volunteers. You know, if it's a nonprofit that maybe doesn't rely on uh, donor charitable contributions, but more relies on, uh, on paid services by the number of clients that they have, well, then their messaging needs to focus to the clients, right? Or if they're, again, or if there's a nonprofit that relies mostly on, that maybe doesn't have uh, the, basically their, their main need is volunteers, well, then they need to focus on that, right? And so there's that. And then also then the medium, how are they gonna tell their story? You know, we, I've heard it described that we live in a post-textual world. No one is reading necessarily newsletters that come out that are, you know, with article after article. They're looking for video. They're looking for photos, uh, social media. And so you've got to make sure that you're providing the uh, information, your messaging in a format that is resonating with today's audience. Um, and then, uh, so you got the, the message and then you got uh, the audience and then just how are you going to be able to get that message in that to the audience that you need. And that's where oftentimes it, it relies on some funding that is needed. You know, uh, in today's world, it's uh, not very difficult to make a video or to, um, you know, get some quality photos out there, but then to actually making sure that you can get those to your constituents that can be a challenge that oftentimes does require a little money or some very smart uh, marketing. And that's, again, going back to the show, that's what we're hoping to be able to provide uh, nonprofit leaders, uh, not only those who are featured on the show, but those who are watching some tips and tools on how to better engage with their audience. Mm -hmm. we, um, <clears throat> I'm finishing up a, a year in a couple of months as president of the board of the Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra. Mm -hmm. And characteristically, they would say, we sent out messages, we put a message on Facebook, but nobody comes. And we would have you know, a handful of people in this huge hall. Right. And we've switched to a, a, a renovated hall, historic hall downtown, but we've also put together a whole bunch of different tracks for the messages and packaged them differently for different audiences, plural. Mm -hmm. um, so some people come, but different people come for different reasons. So the, the last two concerts have been sold out. We're, we're doing a, a different kind of chamber kind of concert this time. So we got a smaller audience, but we have, we have billboards, we have public radio, we have newsletter, we have email blasts, we have social media, we have word of mouth, and we have an app <clears throat> that we can push out. When people give us their number, we push it out to people called an easy card. Excellent. So, so there's, there's lots of different messages. So we figure the average person in Lynchburg who used to say, oh, we have a symphony. The average person gets seven messages about what's going on. And I don't know if that's enough to catch it, but they're, they're very precisely targeted and very precisely worded. And we're filling up the concerts. Excellent. Well, and again, it's the, I mean, seven, I think is probably the minimum number of touches 
that you need to provide someone before they will take any action on the messaging that you're sending out. So, you know, uh, Facebook at one time was a, was a great way to connect with your constituents. Uh, but now with the algorithms that they, that they do, uh, you know, that it's much more difficult to reach your audience of followers and friends, you know, but you're only going to reach, I think 3% of them, if you're a business or a, or a nonprofit, uh, just with a regular post. So you've got to then, uh, if you want to really connect, uh, you need to do, inject some funding into that in order to boost it uh, or engage with an advertising marketing agency who can do that on your behalf. You know, so, so Facebook is, is, is great, it's free, but you know, it's what, what they always say, you get what you pay for. And if you're, trying, if you're counting on just Facebook or social media to reach your audience, to let them know about your particular event, if you are a business or a not-for-profit, uh, you're gonna be unsuccessful if you're not also backing that up with some money. So what are the components that go into, we're talking about some of them here, but if you did a, a list, but what are the components for creating an effective buzz? Well, you actually just mentioned a key word and that is the list, right? So, I mean, the list is, is yours, it's proprietary. It's, it's all the people who have ever, you know, whether you have your mailing addresses or email addresses, these are the people who have engaged with your nonprofit in the past. And you want to value and protect it, uh, I mean, to, to, your, to, to your death. Because, you, you know, you've worked hard to engage those people, those people who are already engaged with you. And so using that to, to connect with them by email, letters, you know, um, uh, social media, all these touches are vital. Uh, so if you have not taken the time to update your list uh, and get all that information uh, factual, then please do so, because that is vital. Uh, I started a, a podcast as part of Buzz called Buzz Inside the Hive, uh, and we uh, interviewed uh, one thought leader in this area. Oop. Oh, thank you. Uh, so people on the podcast, we'll put a link. If Thank you, you so much. can't see it, but if people watching, you can see the buzz on the screen. So um, uh, there's a, one of the podcasts is um, nobody cares about your nonprofit, right? And that was one did about three or four episodes ago. And it's the guy who basically says, you know, you, through your successful marketing, that's the only way that you can in really engage uh, with your audience. And so, and, but during that, he was really talking about the value of the list and, so that's, that's, that's key. Um, you know, you've, by, by keeping that and making sure that's up to date and that you're constantly referring to that when, and reaching your audience, uh, that's, that's, that's a, just vital. And our, our sponsor today of this, this uh, podcast is Word Sprint. And we would be remiss in not mentioning the direct mail piece of this. Indeed, right. Actually, Bill Gilmer uh, of Word Sprint, he's going to be, uh, my next podcast, because uh, he was, you know, it, we oftentimes, print is often, I think, viewed as the dinosaur when it comes to a, a marketing uh, with all the digital and social media that's out there. Uh, Bill provides a very compelling case for, you know, still the importance of print. And, you know, with all the splashy <clears throat> and sexy uh, digital and social and web um, email that's out there, actually having something to hold in your hands gives you this, that more validity 
so that's still very important. And the, the mailing addresses that you have to be able to connect with your with your uh, constituents is critical. I mean, you know, you don't know oftentimes exactly who you're reaching if you broadcast on TV or radio or or digital or social. But you know that if you have a mailing address, they're at least receiving something of yours. What they do with it at that point is sometimes up in the air. But uh, so that's where print definitely still important. Well, print with with a, a, a plan behind it. In his formula, is thirty percent. It's the message, so it's the right message. Right, thirty percent to the right person. So you have to know we don't have a list where the person that used to be there is dead, um, or whatever. And then thirty percent the frequency. So there's a rhythm called top of mind marketing. They remember you tell them what you've done, tell them what you accomplished, tell them why it's important, tell them what you've done with their money. Then you ask for money. We too often send out an end of the year mailing. Oh, it's time for a revenue mailing, so we send it out and thinking people are going to jump to when they haven't heard from us all year. Right. So there's this this relation piece. So how does the relationship piece fit into the buzz? Well, and I think the relationship piece, that's where um, you know social media can play a huge role. I mean, you know, you're able to stay connected with your audience uh, much more easily and much more economically these days than you were in the past. You know, if you have a, a passionate base of uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter followers, uh, then you're able to really maintain a relationship with them easier throughout the year rather than just relying on printed newsletters and, and mailers. Uh, so that's, you know, that's really one way. Well, I see a lot of posts uh, that people are pushing out, it's all about them. It's all about them. Yeah. And, and I go, okay, boom, next. So um, we, we want to tell people about the good work that we're doing. But there's a this sort of, um, how do you get into, social media is actually social. Yeah. How, do, how do we build this relationship piece in, in the buzz? Well, and that's where, that's where, you know, obviously powerful video and photos uh, can help you out. Um, and, and focusing on, not, not you, but on the people you're serving. I mean, that seems uh, fairly obvious, but sometimes it's worth reminding people about that, you know, when you're, uh, you know, pushing out stuff about your, about your organization, maybe it's less about the photo with the donor presenting a check, and it's more about the, the children or the animals or the, whatever the cause is that is being benefited by that check. Those are the, uh, th those are the people that you need to be uh, focusing and featuring in your marketing. So you started Buzz because you have a, a passion for specifically for assisting nonprofit leaders. Indeed. And not only a passion for that, but I mean, I'm obviously a huge believer in the mission of nonprofits, you know, in, and, and not to go into a, a political bent here, but in our political atmosphere today, you know, the, what's happening in government is very concerning. But meanwhile, we have these nonprofits that we can all rally around and, I, and that I think are really doing the work of what it is to be an American. You know, it's the nonprofits that are bringing community together, whereas other institutions seems to be tearing communities apart. And so whatever I can do 
to help that and to strengthen nonprofits to build better community. You know, that's what Buzz is really all about. Mm -hmm. And I also wanting to feature these individuals, these very talented individuals in terms of creative marketing folks who are willing to give their time and expertise in order to help nonprofits do more and do better. So you have the, um, the podcast. Now I had trouble finding it because I was looking for Buzz, but it's not Buzz that you, that you look for on, on uh, iTunes, is it? It's Inside the Hive. Well, you, you can look up, if you just search Buzz and Hive uh, on iTunes uh, or on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, you'll find it. Buzz Inside the Hive. Okay. Um, I, I kept bombing out with Buzz yesterday, but I finally <laughs> tried Inside the Hive and it came up. But, um, but you can also go to the website, Buzz buzzforgood.buzzsprout.com right. and then there's a link there to go right to the, the provider of choice for you. Well, well buzzforgood.com is my website and there's a page on there for the podcast and then the actual address of the podcast is buzzforgood.buzzsprout.com. Okay so buzz for number four, number buzz four. number four good.com and then you can find out about it. So the, the podcast, how long have you been doing the podcast? Started that in uh, November, I believe. Uh, and again, it's just meant to be uh, kind of an accompanying piece to Buzz the TV show. Uh, originally, it was meant to kind of tell some behind the scenes stories uh, from shooting an episode. You know, since we're, we've only gotten one episode so far, I've kind of expanded it to also provide just more marketing tips and tools for nonprofits, you know, interviewing various marketing professionals in our area to, on a particular aspect of marketing. Uh, you know, so like I said, with, with the word sprint, we're talking about print. Uh, most recent one was with a, a web specialist to talk about the importance of maintaining and developing and designing website for nonprofit. Uh, other episodes like that. And you can see all those on the, the podcast page. So it's meant to be the podcast and then with the TV show and really just trying to provide a lot of resources uh, marketing wise for nonprofits to succeed. So there's a number of topics. I'm looking at your topics, um, mm -hmm. video, getting the grant. Um, no one cares about nonprofit. You mentioned that geofencing, retargeting, mobile conquesting. Oh my, how nonprofits can navigate the increasingly sophisticated matrix of digital and social advertising. Um, say a little bit about um, in the mix here. Um, we've got the, the paid advertising on Facebook or any of those social media platforms, or there's the organic. There's also SEO for your website that would bring in some organic traffic. And there's also Google AdWords. So Google AdWords can drive a lot of traffic, right? What's the secret of, of getting a buzz in AdWords? <clears throat> AdWords, I'll be honest with you, that's an area, this is why I go out and interview these folks for the podcast. It's because usually it's uh, surrounding an issue that I don't know that much about. And so I want, if, and I feel like if I, I'm probably a little above average when it comes to working for a nonprofit and doing the marketing for a nonprofit. And if I don't know that much about a particular facet of, of, advert of marketing, then I want to go interview somebody about that. And so uh, Google AdWords, uh, the, the 
gentleman I interviewed for that uh, uh, geofencing, geotargeting, oh my, uh, incredible mind when it comes to uh, digital advertising. And he uh, wades into those waters uh, when it comes to Google AdWords. And so I recommend listening to the podcast, but specifically about Google AdWords is something that I need to uh, devote a future podcast to. Well, um, having delved into it deeply and, have, and I'm now after hiring people that didn't deliver what I wanted, I now manage it myself. Okay. So with the Google grant, I'm spending the $10,000 and I'm getting specific tra traffic to specific places. But I'm listening with very open ears about, you know, what is it you want to get people's attention, but how do you convert them? So there's a, there's a, you create a lot of buzz and people talk about it. That's really good. And they go home. We didn't make any money. Nobody bought anything. Nobody came to your event. So there's what we call conversion, right? So there's, there's a, you market, but how do we then get people to play, play a game with us? Is that, is that, is that part of your methodology? You were creating the buzz. How do, do we, do we have some way to create tangible results from this? Uh, that is certainly something that I'm a big believer in with the nonprofits that I have marketed. So, I mean, I'm, I'm moving really away from doing a lot of print advertising just because you don't know what that conversion might be. Um, and really trying to, you know, do more in terms of digital, uh, and social where you can, you know, track click through rates and conversion points and, you know, tracking those, uh, you know, uh, viewers who are then, you know, clicking on and going to your website, which page of your website they're going to. I mean, all that's definitely a direction that I'm going in. And, you know, like I said, less on display advertising or even radio and TV because it's more of a, a, a shotgun approach rather than, you know, really, you know, kind of some laser focused advertising that you can do on, in the digital world. So with your background um, in the newspaper business, mm -hmm. um, how do you advise people who um, have a story but they really aren't very good at putting it on paper. How do you advise them to deal with that? Is there, is there, are there some tracks people can get on? They've got all this stuff, but they're not really good at writing. Well, and again, I think living in, as I mentioned earlier, this post textual world, the, the, I think the ability to write is always important, but writing is not necessarily the only way to tell a good story these days, you know, maybe it's all video, maybe, uh, or, or just through photos. So I would not give up on that. What I would say is, again, figuring out who your audience is, and then trying to find what makes you unique in the world of nonprofits. You know, um, are you the, the animal shelter? Uh, and well, there are lots of animal shelters out there, but what sets yours apart? Are you focusing solely on, you know, cats or dogs or Dalmatians or whatever it is? Are you providing, uh, you know, service animals to, you know, people who are in need? I don't know, whatever it is, trying to find that one thing about your nonprofit that really makes you unique. Uh, and that's, that so often is going to drive then what kind of story you're telling. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That's what I would, would call the unique value proposition. What, what sets your organization apart from all the others. And this would apply <clears throat> to churches as well as community uh, cause-based organizations. Sure. Um, and actually it would be good for some churches to start being more cause-based because they're, they're no better than the government right now with all their fighting. 
So it's, it's focusing on what we want to do for others. I think there's a, there's a real um, remedy with what you're offering for, for people to rally around causes. And if we, we find that we have things in common, then the other things don't matter as much if you're working side by side with somebody in the trenches doing good. Yeah, right. So the, um, the buzz was a concept, and then you've, you've launched the, um, the podcast in November. Right. And how often does it come out? Podcast is every two weeks. So we'll have one. It, it's been you know, here in the, in the launch phase, just kind of more by happenstance whenever I get you know, one done. Uh, but, but now I'm trying to get, the, again, going back to that rhythm, trying to you know, create a rhythm of all right, every two weeks on a Tuesday. Yeah, we've had a rhythm of Tuesday at two o'clock. We broadcast live, and then we release this on a, the following Sunday. And I can see a spike in the downloads right after that. Mm -hmm. It's like people are sitting around waiting for the next episode. Right. Good. So that's a good thing. And I, uh, I know I've subscribed to podcasts, and they don't come out. And I expect, and I'm like, okay, where is it? And so I'm disappointed if I'm looking for it because yeah. I got I got my people I follow. Let's, let's let's unpack the TV show a little bit. Sure. What's in what's involved in creating the TV show? It sounds pretty complicated. Do you have a studio? No, actually I am not the one producing it. So we started out last year again uh was able to put together a team all of whom were willing to donate their time in order to create a pilot episode and the idea behind that was okay let's create what this like I said a pilot of what the show is going to look like that we can then uh, show to potential partners and funders who will then finance a full season's worth of episodes uh, so uh, last year I worked with a local uh, company who had a video production team uh, that was part of its mission great job called click and pledge foundation um, they just great organization in terms of their video production they came on board um, we uh, were able to work with a couple of hosts for the show because our thinking was that every episode is going to be a different cast of characters with nonprofits and advertising agencies so we needed to have a, a consistent theme along the way and so the, our two hosts were going to provide that one uh, Becky Freemall uh, a local uh, very well-known uh, TV journalist, former TV journalist, and now uh, in the corporate world, along with a guy named Kevin Jones, who was an All-American running back at Virginia Tech in like 2001, 2002, first round draft pick by the NFL in 2002 or three, I believe. Had a good career in the NFL, came back to Blacksburg, finished his degree at Virginia Tech, got an MBA at Virginia Tech, started his own marketing firm, and uh, just a great guy. So the two of them were our hosts. And then, of course, the, uh, the nonprofit was uh, Healing Strides of Virginia. They provide horse riding therapy for uh, either children with uh, developmental disabilities or all the way up to veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome um, or disorder. And so... Uh, the great organization, but again, they weren't really able to properly promote themselves. So a local advertising company called B2C Enterprises uh, stepped in and provided a $25,000 marketing makeover. And so that is all that we capture in the, the pilot episode was healing strides and this marketing makeover they received from B2C. 
about a half hour episode that we premiered at the Grandin Theater in Roanoke in November. Um, had a packed house. Uh, and like I said, since then, uh, the Click and Pledge Foundation has had to step aside. So now moving forward with a different production company here in Roanoke called Red Velocity. Uh, and so we've lined up uh, the production team. We're partnering with the uh, American Advertising Federation of Roanoke, which has a 501c3 themselves, uh, in order to then now raise funds. But we need about $350,000 to fund a full year of episodes and a full year of buzz. So that's kind of where we are right now. Looking forward to wrapping up that fundraising here by uh, summer is our goal, and then to start uh, producing some episodes because we have the we have the nonprofits ready to go. And we have the marketing agencies ready to go, just uh, now needing the, the funding to get us there. And you've got the um, TV station rolling to run it. Correct, right. So not, yeah, Lures PBS, they, uh, they're enthusiastic about running it. Uh, they also uh, believe or, or say that they can get it on other, other public television stations throughout Virginia, as well as other states around Virginia. So you're, I was going to ask you about the reach. So you're, this is a national project. It's not just Southwest Virginia. Correct. Well, while the stories that we'll be telling originate in Southwest Virginia with the nonprofits and the agencies, uh, we believe that the, they'll have a national audience. I mean, every community across the country has a rescue mission or has a children's theater, has a rescue squad, has a, an animal rescue center, right? And so we're, while they're all happening here, you know, every community across the country, we believe will be able to relate to the show. And so, uh, so yeah, so we definitely, it'll start regionally, but there's a path for it to air internationally on public television stations. That's awesome. And so, not only that, but we'll also have it then on our, our local uh, or our, our own uh, social media through our YouTube and our Facebook, Instagram and so forth. That's great. So um, if people want to contact you, can I give them your email? Absolutely. It's Michael. And remember the, the URL is buzz4good.com. Michael at buzz4good.com. If people want to help you produce the show or if uh, it would occur to me, that would be a great opportunity for a corporate sponsorship. Indeed. For, for a corporation to put their name for uh, on this, on this project. It also, Sandy's watching this. She's the magazine acquisitions editor. Would be a good article, um, maybe June or September. You know, once once you get some traction, it'd be a good article for the magazine. And we'll we'll try to promote this podcast to get it circulated. So, Thank you. Um, it's a it's an idea whose time has come, and it will uh, from Southwest Virginia. I'm sure we'll have have some traction around the country because as I travel speaking to nonprofit groups. The, the issues are the same everywhere. Right. And you can't handle enough of them. Is there, is there a TV show that you're modeling this after? No. I mean, I was unaware of, you know, such a TV show, you know, when, when it came to me. I guess it, it might be, you know, something like the Extreme Makeover, you know, the, mm -hmm. the show mm -hmm. where they would, you know, redesign somebody's house who might not otherwise be able to afford it, usually in a, kind of some dire straits and giving them a new house. Uh, so something along those lines. But, uh, but so basically this is like extreme makeover for nonprofits. It's not like Shark Tank where they're getting advice or trying to get investors. 
Well, I guess there is a there is a shark take component to it as well because you know what you're doing is you're you're trying to better align a nonprofit's a nonprofit to be able to you know reach more people and to really uh, succeed in more of a you know I guess a, a corporate world. Absolutely great. Well, um, Michael Hempel, we're rounding up to the end of this interview, but it's um, we've packed a lot of initial stuff into this that you're a year from now. I'm sure you'll have part B of this story that'll be quite quite accelerated from where you are now. That's certainly the goal. What I know about you is you put your mind to it, you're going to make sure it happens. Yeah. And and you've really, what I'm hearing I want to highlight is that you're not doing this alone. Uh, there's a lot of people have great ideas and they get burned out trying to make it happen. What you've done is put a whole group of people around you, competent people who yes. have complementing skills. Like you said, I don't know this topic, but I have somebody that I bring in that does know this topic. Right. And so that's, that's an important thing. That's a part of leadership lesson for anybody to learn. So I, I like to highlight the yeah. really good well, leadership sound bites on the show. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And, and I need to make sure that uh, I get the people around me who can fill in the, the other part. And uh, I'm also a big believer in, I mean, you know, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets credit and uh, you can certainly go farther as a team than as an individual. Those are all really good sound bites here wow. for the end. I noticed the, uh, the Grandin poster behind you. In yes. Your office there. So um, I'm looking yes, forward to the, that the was next the team one. All, uh, who brought together the, the pilot episode. Yeah. Yeah. Is the pilot anywhere being viewed on, on, online on your website or their clips? Actually, yeah. If you go to um, actually our Facebook page at buzz for good, uh, you can see uh, the, it's not the full pilot. It's a nine minute summary of the pilot that you can look and, and kind of see kind of uh, how this, the story will, will go for every other uh, nonprofit that we feature. We'll put that or again. If you want to subscribe to, we have a, a, a very irregular at this point newsletter that goes out. Be happy to, uh, uh, send that to anyone who wants to reach me through our, our website at Buzz for Good. There's a place where you can just enter your email for a newsletter, and I'd be happy to to send you a link to the uh, to the pilot. But like I said, it's also available um, on our on our Facebook channel. When you film the episodes, uh, is there a live audience? No, I mean other than the people who are participating. But no, it's not before like a, a, a an audience. Okay. Okay. I really like those makeover things because you're really rooting for, okay, this has got to come out of the, out of the ground and all of a sudden, oh, wow. But actually, aren't you helping people learn how to do it for themselves? It, I'm sorry. Are, are, are you doing it for people? Or are you helping people learn how to do it? Well, it's going to be a bit of both. I mean, the marketing company comes in, you know, for instance, in the, in the pilot episode with Healing Strides, uh, the marketing B2C enterprises came in, they developed a new logo, a new tagline, new website, a uh, new promotional commercial, uh, an Instagram page. And then they provided the, the, you know, some suggestions on how to then take that branding that they have done and carry it forward. You know, the, the branding itself is only part of it. It's then, you know, what are you going to do with it? And so that's where it then becomes kind of a teaching the nonprofit how to best incorporate the branding that they've been given in order to you know, keep that buzz going uh, as they move forward on their own. 
which and is it, essential to have the branding so you can then effectively market. Exactly, right. So you know, the, the branding itself is, is part of the puzzle, but then it's incorporating that into you know, not only your messaging that's going outward, but also into your, your values that are you know, within the, the organization. This is, this is so good. I'm going to have a marketing moment, a message moment for WordSprint, but is there something that, that we didn't talk about that we need to talk about before we go to closing out this really nice interview? Um, not that I can think of. I think we've, we've covered, you know, the, kind of the, the highlights of the project and, uh, you know, the, the important points when it comes to marketing other than, you know, uh, you know, WordSprint is a, certainly a great resource. I mean, Bill Gilmer there, not only is he providing recommendations for the business that he can provide, you know, but also just in general, it's some great marketing concepts. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, I learn as much from him as, as anyone. Absolutely. And we were just there Thursday. That's how I found out about Buzz for Good, that uh, he, about the Lynchburg Symphony, he's doing our mailings as well as the ones for Cinevision. So WordSprint is our sponsor. They not only print and mail uh, nonprofit performance 360 magazine, but they're, um, they're very good at helping us think through how do we stay in touch with our tribe. So it's important that um, you stay in touch with your tribe, whether you're a business or a nonprofit. So it's top of mind marketing. What do they need to know? Give them the messages. What is your work producing? What's the impact of your work? Why is it important? And that's the relationship building, this constant communication with them. We tend to re receive donations and then say thank you. And then until next year, we don't send another letter. So it's really important to let people know what's happening. So it's a piece of, piece of mail in their hand. It's tangible. And Bill has so many good systems and knows how to advise you how to do it. Yep. So wordsprint.com, Bill Gilbert and his team will be glad to help you. So Michael, as we, um, as we round out this interview, what, um, what do you want to leave people with? Do you have a final thought or a tip? Well, uh, in terms of, you know, what I'm doing, I would just love for them to stay connected with us on buzz by like, you know, going to our website, subscribe to our newsletter, I promise it is not a, a spam feature. It is something that you might receive once every two to four weeks with an update about the project. We'd just love to keep you engaged. If you are a nonprofit and would like to be considered you know, for the show once we get the production going, would love to hear from you there. If you uh, have any marketing resources and want to appear on that end as far as uh, and someone who's helping with the show or helping a nonprofit, let me know about that. And obviously, if you are... Uh, believe in it and maybe have a, a, a foundation or a corporation interested in helping uh, uh, with the production cost, uh, get in touch with, with me as well. That's worthy. So Michael at buzzforgood.com. The website is buzzforgood and number4.com. And you can stay in touch there and go find Buzz for Good on Facebook. And it's an open group. They can join your group on Facebook. Indeed. Yes. Great. Well, Michael Hempel, um, it's a worthy cause. Thank you for championing that and what you're bringing to the world. And thank you for telling the story on the nonprofit exchange today. Hugh, thank you so much, my friend.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.